Get ready and tune into the Doctor's Guide Podcast, raw and unfiltered, a unique platform to help you optimize your health through dynamic role-playing, real-life challenges with expert guests and your host, Dr. Bart Rademacher. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, and this is the Doctor's Guide Podcast, raw and unfiltered. And so one of the things that I've noticed in the world of health is that we're inundated with a lot of information. You know, any anytime today you go on the internet, you can find loads of information about any topic that you want, and especially when it comes to health. The challenge is, is any of that information appropriate for you? Because there is oftentimes a disconnect between content and context. So for some people, that information may be very relevant and effective to get the kind of outcomes that you want, but in other situations, it's not. And so part of what I like to do, and this has been a passion of mine for the last 20 years, is helping people get access to all the incredible tools and resources out there to optimize health. But the challenge is it's really hard, even as a doctor myself. I've I trained for 17 years and then been in practice for over 25 years. And even I, at times, have a hard time navigating this stuff. I can't imagine what it is like for you. And so I don't know you personally. But I know the challenges that many of us face. And so part of my job is to help you uh, understand, number one, the process, and then also ultimately curate and educate and guide uh, people like yourself, your listeners, what you can do next. And so the reason for this podcast, which is one of the vehicles that I utilize to get this, this outcome for you, is simply this, is help you understand the process by which you make the right decisions for yourself. Because the process, that's universal. That's effective for everyone. And you may find some nuances that you'd like to prefer, and that's great, because ultimately, it's your decision what it is that you need to do next. So how do we do that? How do we help you understand that process for change? Well, guess what? We do role play. And this is a great process. We can do a six-minute role play with the the beautiful Yorona and Shani today on specific topics that they feel are important for other people to know. And after about six minutes, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of unpack all that information so that you can leave with a specific insight and an action step that you can then take to help you optimize you or maybe somebody who you care about. Because when you understand the process, it's the same thing. You know, do I give you a fish or do I teach you how to fish, right? So we're teaching you how to fish, how to make those decisions. Because in today's world, too, too often, as I've, I've, I've seen, is that people are abdicating their own responsibility for their own health to someone else. But guess what? That someone else may not understand you either. You are the one that understands you. And so by teaching that process, you know, I'm hoping that you'll get the insights and the action steps that you can take. Now, I'll, there's one slight disclaimer is that sometimes what we talk about on this show might be somewhat triggering. Well, guess what? In today's world, we're so cautious about triggering others. Well, it's the triggering that actually helps us grow. And so my hope is that you use your own discernment, whether this is too triggering for you and not listen or Find the opportunity to grow. And I know this is a very strong topic for Yorona, as I'm going to have her introduce herself first, and then Shani, and then we'll go into 
what role playing they will be doing and what the topics will be. So Rona, thank you so much. Who are you? And um, and then Shani. Who am I? That's such a that's such a big question, but no. Um, I am an advanced certified life coach. I specialize in parenting, loss, infertility, and trauma. And um, I am also a TEDx speaker, and I do a lot of speaker coaching work as well as a certified speaker coach. I'm currently writing a book, a parenting book that will be out soon. And I have a parenting podcast called The Evolution of Parenting with a co-host of mine, Robert Hulse. We are both life coaches. And we come at parenting perspectives from two different perspectives. I have a child who's five and he has adult children. And we also both have backgrounds in education and early childhood development. So that is essentially who I am and what I do. And this is my niece, Shani. And she has a lot of world experience. <laughs> that I do. Um, so as you said, I am this lovely lady's niece. Uh, I am fresh out of high school. I'm hopefully going into a, I mean, I live in, I live in Israel, first of all, I'm here visiting and I am hopefully going into national service next year into a uh, law firm and I'll be assisting a paralegal in criminal uh, prosecution. So I'm, I'm very passionate about justice. I'm very passionate about uh, um, being an advocate for anything I can be, frankly. And yeah, thank you for this opportunity today. Appreciate it. Yeah. And thank you for both of you. And, and one of the qualifications to be part of the show is to be an authority in a particular area. And <clears throat> with Shani, she's got a very specific authority by experience. And I don't think there's any better authority when it comes down to experience. And once again, <clears throat> you know, we can be judgmental, about this, these these role playing is perhaps personal or not. Maybe it's something that they've experienced elsewhere. But recognize the fact that you could potentially relate to this, or you could better understand and relate to somebody else who's undergoing the kind of problems that they are going to share with us today. And so, I want to thank you both uh, for that. And so, let's go. So, Yorona, um, uh, who's going first? Who's who's presenting with the problem? And who's going to be the guide? Should I, should I start? Shani will present with the problem, and yeah. I will be the guide. Okay. All right. And so, uh, what's the problem, Shani? The problem is um, a past someone with a past of eating disorders who okay. has so, so that. That's good. So, yeah. and then uh, Yorona, who are you playing? Um, I'm playing her aunt, <laughs> and okay. Uh, also having that kind of conversation, both from the professional perspective as a coach and also an apparent coach and having the understanding of those traumatic experiences of uh, developing eating disorders. Great. All right, let's go. Six minutes. Okay. All right. I think I'm going to go work out again. I want to go for a run. So I, I've been noticing that since you got here, you've been doing a lot of exercising. I've been seeing a lot, a lot of you going out and about and exercising, constantly going for runs, and then also saying you want to do your, your Pilates workouts. And um, I'm having some concerns based on your past history of things that you were dealing with, with your body. And I want to know how you're feeling about this. Um, 
I just I find it totally unfair that my behavior has to has to be about my past with eating disorders. You know that I am getting better. Why does this have to be related? You're right. I, I do know that you're getting better and I know that you're acknowledging it and you're seeing a therapist about it and you're really, you know, delving into it and your awareness of it is greater. But sometimes even when your awareness is is great, we still do a lot of behaviors. Awareness is good, but the behaviors can sometimes become default behaviors that we do. And so what, what concerns me is what kind of stress you're putting your body through with this and what that could possibly end up, where that could go with your body. And so it's not about the eating disorder. I, I totally understand that. And you're very well aware of that. Um, but I'm worried that it, it might be resulting in a territory where, you know, sometimes we take a bad behavior and we say, okay, I won't do that anymore, but I'll start doing this. And we think it's a healthy behavior and it, it can morph. It can morph from being a healthy behavior because exercising is really great and exercise is really important, but we can take anything to the extreme. So what I worry about is, are you taking it to the extreme? And it's becoming now an unhealthy behavior. And that's what, what I'm worried about. Mm, okay. I understand. I'm sorry for getting defensive. That's okay. That's all right. I, I appreciate I, your support. Yeah. And, and I get that, you know, when you're trying to find a balance, sometimes in trying to find that balance, we course correct and we overcorrect and we go to a different extreme. So what I'm hoping for is just helping you create a little bit more awareness that you're not over adapting to a place where you're un, in a uncomfortable and potentially harmful, doing some harm to your body. So I should let you know, I have found that if I do not exercise, I tend to revert back to depression and lack of motivation. So okay. it's really, I think it's not about the eating disorder anymore. It's about look, looking for some sort of outlet of, you know, serotonin and dopamine. And I need some some boost, but I appreciate your, your That's concerns. Good. That's good. So how are you feeling then about your exercise? Are you feeling well boosted? Yeah. What happens afterwards? Um, I feel a lot more focused. I feel like I'm able to go on um, to do more things during my day. I don't feel dragged down and I feel like I can, can really work through my week. So I try to work in it as many times as I can. Good. Okay. And you don't feel exhausted and and overly continuously achy. Well, uh, I, if I do, I'll I'll take a break. Like I I think I've okay. I've learned to know my own limits. Great. Um, okay. Yeah, but I appreciate you checking in on me. I do. Yeah. Thank you. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> well done. So the first question for Shani then, you know, what was this for you? And and give us some context as to where you're coming from um so that people can understand the real challenge or the struggle that you're going through and then ultimately we can uh unpack it you know with where your own is coming from so i developed an eating disorder when i was fairly young and this led to a lot of changes in my body and everything and then i'm currently in recovery i've been in recovery for about three years now um and I started working out a lot more because I found that it helped give me energy throughout the day. And genuinely, it made me feel better. 
um, when it wasn't actually my aunt that saw this, but my mother who said, you know, I'm worried. Is this correlated? Could this possibly be, you know, you regressing? What, what's going on here? And I was very angry at first because I felt put on the spot and I couldn't understand that it was coming from a place of support. So I had a intense conversation with her and we worked it out. And I really basically went through what I just said about how I just, I needed to do it to feel better. And yeah, but it, this is, this is a very important topic to me personally, because it is my life. Yeah. Oh, you're on mute, Bart. So, yeah, I got all these uh, guys mowing the lawn out there. And so hopefully that noise will be <laughs> not yep. so bad. Yeah. Um, but go ahead. So, Yorona, what was that for you? So it's interesting because my sister and I are very much alike. So when I, when Johnny and I were actually talking a lot about this and I, I knew about her eating disorder and I knew about that. And from, um, you know, from a clinical standpoint, from a, um, a a development standpoint, I understand what happens, especially in the eating disorder world. A lot of times it's, it's what we call a maladaptive behavior, right? Your intention initially is to get healthy and then you develop an eating disorder or a body dysmorphia and you end up, you know, over-exercising or overdoing something that was originally had an intent to be healthy, but became excessive because that's, it went from being an adaptive behavior, a healthy behavior to create those serotonin uh, upticks and, you know, those in the endorphins and it changed, it maladapted into a bad, an unhealthy behavior. So understanding that from my perspective, and also knowing that my sister was seeing a pattern and seeing that it was a potentially going down that road was definitely a, a concern. And I think that this happens, what scares me if we look at it from a much more broadened perspective is this happens to a lot of kids, a lot of kids who are going through trying to build their self-esteem in a world where image esteem is excessive. And it seems to be everything this day and age, especially with all of the Instagrams and the Snapchat and all, all of these different things of social media where you have to project this perfect image. And that comes at the risk of a lot of potentially maladaptive behaviors. Even like those filters, it's because we're in this pursuit of this perfectionism and it's a very unhealthy place to be instead of just saying, this is who I am. I want to be healthy for healthy sake, not for what my image is trying to project. And that is something that we see all the time. I mean, when I was in, in college, we talked, I went through a whole course on eating disorders and, and uh, body dysmorphia and all of these sort of things that really ha helped me have a better understanding of what maladaptive versus adaptive behaviors really mean. So one of the things I'm really passionate about is addressing root cause. And way too often, you know, we just, you know, wait too long, you know, before we address a particular issue. And then sometimes those issues are so extreme that they might not be even reversible or irreversible things actually do happen. And so <clears throat> traditional medicine 
has always done that, you know, looking at the, the reactionary approach. And it's not a criticism, it's just simply a fact, it's how it is, when it's a lot smarter to address root cause. And so you addressed a little bit about that, but um, so clearly it's the environment that's causing um, young people and, and you know older people too to question their own self worth, right? I think that's our, one of our biggest fears. Our fears are uh, you know loss of love, is to be rejected or not be good enough, right? And that's something that's innate, I think, within us, unless you know we learn you know again, you know, learn the right beliefs and the right values to be able to navigate the world around us. So I see two problems and I'm curious to see how you think we can better address that. You know, first of all, the environment is, is toxic, right? Let's, let's not you know, quibble on that one. It is toxic because we know it's toxic because look what happens, right? You know, you, you want to redefine it any other way, that's fine. But what's happening is all these kids, especially since we're talking about kids now, are suffering big time and don't have a way to navigate out of it. Yeah. And so you can remove that toxic environment, which actually would be the best thing, by the way. But the other part, you know, and you and I have kind of uh, talked about this before, is the, the kids are not getting the tools to be able to effectively navigate these kinds of problems. Because yeah. problems are going to show up regardless. And if it's not this, it's going to be something else. Yeah. And so what say you, either of you, by the way, yeah. in regards to that? That's a good, that's a good question. I mean... I always go back to, if we're thinking about the root cause, I think about self-esteem and building someone's self-esteem builds their, their character to a place where they feel confident in themselves, regardless of what the outer shell is, is showing. And that means that that internal intrinsic motivator to drive forward and make the best of their own personal life, regardless of what outside um, perspectives are, because there's always going to be bad actors. There's always going to be, and as you said, you know, there's always going to be triggers out there. There's always going to be things that happen that you have to navigate on your own. And the older you get, the more those things happen. Um, so I think that when it comes to, and I, I would love to hear Shawnee's perspective on this, you know, when it comes to social media and you're on social media and you're posting a picture and say you get a lot of people being like, oh God, you look pretty awful in this picture and stuff like that what's happening internally and what do you do what behavior do you take as a result what what do you do in that circumstance um so for me i found that when it came to social media and the the root cause it was seeing other people online and comparing being like oh i want to look like that oh i wish i i could be like them and that was where it all, you know, begins from mostly what I've right. seen. Um, when it comes to other people saying bad things about me personally, it was more like, oh, you're so skinny. Or like a lot of times they would call me a twig when I was like in eighth grade. And to me, I was like, oh, I just want to stay like that. I just want to be like that or I can do better. And it was it was kind of this the cycle in my brain and it was it just kept going of being like mm. I could look better I could do this I could do this and it got very unhealthy for me and a lot of those people that would say this to me I when I finally understood that what they were saying was really bad for me to hear I I you know sat them down and I went hey because these are my friends I said hey I really don't like that you're talking about my body like it's not 
it's not something for you to discuss. And I'm personally not even comfortable talking about it myself. And you talking about it makes me feel extraordinarily uncomfortable. So it was, it was knowing my own boundary and then I would set it. And if someone were to cross that boundary, I would, I would cut them out. Cause I said, I can't, I'm currently recovering and I can't have people around me talking about my body. That's not the environment I'd like to place myself in. So it was, it was a very hard thing to go through when I was that young because I had to see who was bad for me and am I, are they worth, you know, sitting down and talking to them or is it better to just cut them out? Mm-hmm. So it came mostly from, you know, my peers. And then when it came to social media, I, to I, I have a question for you. How yeah. did you come up with that decision? I mean, where did that decision come from that you are now setting your boundaries? You are now taking care of you in the way that you know that you want to be taken care of yourself, you know, where did that decision come from? Because I think that is -hmm. what more people need to get access to. Yeah. Um, To put it plain and simple, uh, therapy. I had a therapist who was like, hey, this person's not doing good for you, are they? And I was like, I guess you're right. Actually, I didn't see that before. And it was working on, hey, this is a boundary that I need to set. Mm-hmm. Am I willing to set it? Am I willing to say this person's bad for me? And my therapist would say, this person by fact is bad for you. They're causing bad in your life. So, so you had a good therapist. I did. And I did. What was then the decision to get therapy? I started therapy when I was, I started therapy actually before that for other reasons. I, I when I was 11, I started therapy. And when I was 13, the body issues got very intense and that's when I started actually talking about it not by choice but by I was too young so my mom talked to my therapist and said so here's here's what I want people to know Um, so I've been in the coaching environment you know for the last 20 years and I'm a strong believer in coaching Um, because the way that it used to work is that the family units were very well integrated. They're very close, but that whole family structure is lost. And so the ability to get advice and wisdom from our elders, which were typically our uncles and our grandparents, is totally eliminated. And so in today's world, having a coach and and your therapist is essentially a coach as well, is to help us understand, you know, better ways of doing things and so it's interesting it's it's there's a statement that says the illiterate of this millennium are not those that um are are are, are not those that cannot uh, learn or that cannot read i'm sorry but are those that cannot learn unlearn and then learn again because mm-hmm. there's so much that we need to unlearn right before we can then learn to be the best version of ourselves Mm-hmm. And that yeah. is so important. And to think that, um, and interesting enough, full transparency, when, uh, um, you know, I trained for 17 years, I speak four languages, I read the Greek classics, and I graduated, I mean, I, I trained as a plastic and reconstructive surgeon, and thinking, you know, I should have all the answers, right? And I fell into the world of personal development, and I realized how much I didn't know. And that was one of the most exciting times of my life you know, besides the birth of my kids, and um, to understand the full potential of what that was within me. And I recognized I wasn't playing my full potential. Mm. And so 
and then I got a coach. Um, and then I dropped my coach thinking, mm -hmm. okay, I'm set, I'm done. And that was one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made because it really stalled my progress. So what I want people to hear and get out of this, we all need a coach, but somebody who has the ability to not impose their agendas upon you, but to help you navigate the world with your understanding beliefs and values and knowledge to move yeah. forward. And that's someone like Yorona, for example. I mean, she's an amazing coach. And, and finding people like Yorona in your life is so critically important. And it, yeah, it's an investment. And it, it, it can range from a couple hundred bucks to a lot more, yeah. but it's absolutely worth it because I have a coach and he coaches me twice a month. And I, I guarantee you every single time there's something that I can be coached on. Yorona. And I will say this because this is the this is if you broaden this perspective out, it's about objective perspective. We as individuals cannot be objective about our own lives. It's very it's pretty much nearly impossible. You cannot take a clinical look. You cannot take an objective look at your life and what you're doing in your life. So having somebody else help guide you in that respect gives you that objective perspective that you need. And that's what we're a great coach, a great therapist, or a family member who say a couple of steps removed. So they're not super overly invested and they just want the best for your welfare, but they're not overly invested in the outcome. So, yeah. I love it. I know our time is up. So Yorona, uh, who are you? Where can people find you? And one last short comment. Um, you can find me at footprintscoaching.org. That's my website. That's the best way to find me and send contact, you know, fill out the form for contacting me. Um, or you can email me directly at Yorona at footprintscoaching.org. And um, also, of course, on my podcast, The Evolution of Parenting. And you can find me on LinkedIn and Instagram at Yorona Boster One and Facebook. So all over, wherever you want to find me, you can find me. Um, and my podcast is on Spotify now. So um, that's probably the best one to to reach for. And um, what was the last question? <laughs> well, one last comment, one last short statement. I really hope that people gain a little bit of perspective on recognizing when they're doing maladaptive behaviors that could potentially damage them intrinsically moving forward in their lives. And, and the truth on that is some people may want to deny that that inner voice telling us that something's wrong. Listen to that inner voice because that really will tell you. Shani, um, one last comment. And if you want to share how people want to get a hold of you. Um, one last comment would be if someone's offering a helping hand, don't don't shut it down. Because if I had shut that down, I would have been very upset with my relationship with my mother. So Yes, accept, accept the support and the love that surrounds you. And hopefully, and, and definitely ask you. for help too. There's nothing definitely wrong with that. inferior about you. In fact, it takes a lot of courage to admit that you don't know and, and asking for help. Absolutely. Awesome. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher. This is the Doctor's Guide, Raw and Unfiltered, and I'm bringing to you the insights that you're going to want to have so that you can navigate your world in a better way. And recognizing that we actually all do share the same problems and, and at one magnitude or another, uh, or you've already you know, resolved them and now you're going on to different challenges. And so truth is, is that this is a human experience. 
The other truth is, is that, you know, give yourself permission to be human, to have your faults and your weaknesses. It doesn't lessen you in any shape or form. But the truth is, is that we all wish to be witnessed as our greatness. And I think sometimes the way that I like to, to perceive it is simply this, is that if you're unhappy with yourself in one way or another, it's not so much that you're criticizing, you know, how you look or what you do. But rather, you know internally that you can be so much more than you are right now. And that distinction, I think, is a, an empowering one because then it's just a matter of, all right, who can I ask for help so I can be that best version of myself? Rather than judging the bad decisions you've made before, but, um, but exploring the best choices you can make for your future. I want to thank you both. Uh, Your Honor Shani, thank you so much. I'm Dr. Bart Radovink again, The Doctor's Guide, raw and unfiltered, and um, bringing to you the magic of health optimizing. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Doctor's Guide, an innovative approach to help you navigate the complexities of your health journey with Dr. Bart Rademacher and his expert guests. Tune in to more insights and action steps in our next episode every weekday at 6 p.m. Eastern. ready and tune into the doctor's guide podcast raw and unfiltered a unique platform to help you optimize your health through dynamic role playing real life challenges with expert guests and your host dr bart rademacher I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, and this is the Doctor's Guide podcast, raw and unfiltered. And so one of the things that I've noticed in the world of health is that we're inundated with a lot of information. You know, any anytime today you go on the internet, you can find loads of information about any topic that you want, and especially when it comes to health. The challenge is, is any of that information appropriate for you? because there is oftentimes a disconnect between content and context. So for some people, that information may be very relevant and effective to get the kind of outcomes that you want, but in other situations, it's not. And so part of what I like to do, and this has been a passion of mine for the last 20 years, is helping people get access to all the incredible tools and resources out there to optimize health, 
But the challenge is, it's really hard, even as a doctor myself. I've I trained for 17 years and then been in practice for over 25 years. And even I, at times, have a hard time navigating this stuff. I can't imagine what it is like for you. And so I don't know you personally, but I know the challenges that many of us face. And so part of my job is to help you uh, understand, number one, the process, and then also ultimately curate and educate and guide uh, people like yourself, your listeners, what you can do next. And so the reason for this podcast, which is one of the vehicles that I utilize to get this, this outcome for you, is simply this, is help you understand the process by which you make the right decisions for yourself. Because the process, that's universal. That's effective for everyone. And you may find some nuances that you'd like to prefer, and that's great, because ultimately, it's your decision what it is that you need to do next. So how do we do that? How do we help you understand that process for change? Well, guess what? We do role play. And this is a great process. We can do a six-minute role play with the, the beautiful Yorona and Shani today on specific topics that they feel are important for other people to know. And after about six minutes, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of unpack all that information so that you can leave with a specific insight and an action step that you can then take to help you optimize you or maybe somebody who you care about. Because when you understand the process, it's the same thing. You know, do I give you a fish or do I teach you how to fish, right? So we're teaching you how to fish, how to make those decisions. Because in today's world, too, too often, as I've, I've, I've seen, is that people are abdicating their own responsibility for their own health to someone else. But guess what? That someone else may not understand you either. You are the one that understands you. And so by teaching that process, you know, I'm hoping that you'll get the insights and the action steps that you can take. Now, I'll, there's one slight disclaimer is that sometimes what we talk about on this show might be somewhat triggering. Well, guess what? In today's world, we're so cautious about triggering others. Well, it's the triggering that actually helps us grow. And so my hope is that you use your own discernment, whether this is too triggering for you and not listen or find the opportunity to grow. And I know this is a very strong topic for Yorona as I'm going to have her introduce herself first and then Shani, <clears throat> and then we'll go into what role-playing they will be doing and what the topics will be. So Yorona, thank you so much. Who are you? And, um, and then Shani. Who am I? That's such a that's such a big question, but no. Um, I am an advanced certified life coach. I specialize in parenting, loss, infertility, and trauma. And um, I am also a TEDx speaker, and I do a lot of speaker coaching work as well as a certified speaker coach. I'm currently writing a book, a parenting book that will be out soon. And I have a parenting podcast called The Evolution of Parenting with a co-host of mine, Robert Hulse. We are both life coaches and we come at parenting perspectives from two different perspectives. I have a child who's five and he has adult children. And we also both have backgrounds in education and early childhood development. So that is essentially who I am and what I do. And this is my niece, Shani, and she has a lot of world experience. <laughs> that I do. Um, so as you said, I am this lovely lady's niece. 
Uh, I am fresh out of high school. I'm hopefully going into a, I mean, I live in, I live in Israel, first of all, I'm here visiting. And I am hopefully going into national service next year into a uh, law firm, and I'll be assisting a paralegal in criminal uh, prosecution. So I'm, I'm very passionate about justice. I'm very passionate about uh, um, being an advocate for anything I can be, frankly. And yeah, thank you for this opportunity today. Appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you for both of you. And, and one of the qualifications to be part of the show is to be an authority in a particular area. And <clears throat> with Shani, she's got a very specific authority by experience. And I don't think there's any better authority when it comes down to experience. And once again, <clears throat> you know, we can be judgmental about this. These, these role playing is perhaps personal or not. Maybe it's something that they've experienced elsewhere but recognize the fact that you could potentially relate to this or you could better understand and relate to somebody else who's undergoing the kind of problems that they are going to share with us today. And so I wanna thank you both uh, for that. And so let's go. So Yorona, um, uh, who's going first? Who's who's presenting with the problem and who's gonna be the guide? Should I, should I start? Shani will present with the problem and yeah. I will be the guide. Okay. All right. And so, uh, what's the problem, Shani? The problem is um, a past, someone with a past of eating disorders who okay. has... So, so that, that's good. So, yeah. and then uh, Yorona, who are you playing? Um, I'm playing her aunt <laughs> and okay. uh, also having that kind of conversation, both from the professional perspective as a coach and, also, and a parent coach and having the understanding of those traumatic experiences of uh, developing eating disorders. Great. All right, let's go. Six minutes. Okay. All right. I think I'm going to go work out again. I want to go for a run. So I, I've been noticing that since you got here, you've been doing a lot of exercising. I've been seeing a lot, a lot of you going out and about and exercising, constantly going for runs, and then also saying you want to do your, your Pilates workouts. And um, I'm having some concerns based on your past history of things that you were dealing with, with your body. And I want to know how you're feeling about this. Um, I just, I find it totally unfair that my behavior has to has to be about my past with eating disorders you know that I am getting better why does this have to be related you're right I, I do know that you're getting better and I know that you're acknowledging it and you're seeing a therapist about it and you're really you know delving into it and your awareness of it is greater but sometimes even when your awareness is is great we still do a lot of behaviors awareness is good but the behaviors can sometimes become default behaviors that we do. And so what, what concerns me is what kind of stress you're putting your body through with this and what that could possibly end up, where that could go with your body. And so it's not about the eating disorder. I, I totally understand that. And you're very well aware of that. Um, but I'm worried that it, it might be resulting in a territory where, you know, sometimes we take a bad behavior and we say, okay, I won't do that anymore, but 
I'll start doing this. And we think it's a healthy behavior. And it, it can morph. It can morph from being a healthy behavior because exercise is really great. And exercise is really important. But we can take anything to the extreme. So what I worry about is, are you taking it to the extreme? And it's becoming now an unhealthy behavior. And that's what, what I'm worried about. Mm, okay. I understand. I'm sorry for getting defensive. That's okay. That's all right. I, I appreciate I, your support. Yeah. And, and I get that, you know, when you're trying to find a balance, sometimes in trying to find that balance, we course correct and we overcorrect and we go to a different extreme. So what I'm hoping for is just helping you create a little bit more awareness that you're not over adapting to a place where you're un, in a uncomfortable and potentially harmful doing some harm to your body so i should let you know i have found that if i do not exercise i tend to revert back to depression and lack of motivation so okay. it's really i think it's not about the eating disorder anymore it's about look, looking for some sort of outlet of you know serotonin and dopamine and i need some some boost, but I appreciate your, your That's concerns. Good. That's good. So how are you feeling then about your exercise? Are you feeling well boosted? Yeah. What happens afterwards? Um, I feel a lot more focused. I feel like I'm able to go on, um, to do more things during my day. I don't feel dragged down and I feel like I can really work through my week. So I try to work in it as many times as I can. Good. Okay. And you don't feel exhausted and, and overly continuously achy. Well, uh, I, if I do, I'll, I'll take a break. Like I, I think I've, okay. I've learned to know my own limits. Great. Um, okay. Yeah, but I appreciate you checking in on me. I do. Yeah. Thank you. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> well done. So the first question for Shani then you know, what was this for you? And and give us some context as to where you're coming from um, so that people can understand the real challenge or the struggle that you're going through. And then ultimately we can uh, unpack it, you know, with where your own is coming from. So I developed an eating disorder when I was fairly young. And this led to a lot of changes in my body and everything. And then I'm currently in recovery. I've been in recovery for about three years now. Um, and I started working out a lot more because I found that it helped give me energy throughout the day. And genuinely, it made me feel better. Um, when it wasn't actually my aunt that saw this, but my mother who said, you know, I'm worried. Is this correlated? Could this possibly be, you know, you regressing? What, what's going on here? And I was very angry at first because I felt put on the spot and I couldn't understand that it was coming from a place of support so I had a intense conversation with her and we worked it out and I really basically went through what I just said about how I just I needed to do it to feel better and yeah but it this is this is a very important topic to me personally because it is my life yeah. oh you're on mute Bart There you go. So yeah, I got all these uh, guys mowing the lawn out there, and so hopefully that noise will be gotcha. not yep. so bad. Yeah. Uh, but go ahead. So Yorona, what was that for you? So it's interesting because my sister and I are very much alike. So when I when 
Johnny and I were actually talking a lot about this and I, I knew about her eating disorder and I knew about that. And from, um, you know, from a clinical standpoint, from a, um, a, a development standpoint, I understand what happens, especially in the eating disorder world. A lot of times it's, it's what we call a maladaptive behavior, right? Your intention initially is to get healthy and then you develop an eating disorder or body dysmorphia and you end up, you know, over-exercising or overdoing something that was originally had an intent to be healthy, but became excessive because that's, it went from being an adaptive behavior, a healthy behavior to create those serotonin uh, upticks and, you know, those in the endorphins and it changed, it maladapted into a bad, an unhealthy behavior. So understanding that from my perspective and also knowing that my sister was seeing a pattern and seeing that it was a potentially going down that road was definitely a, a concern. And I think that this happens, what scares me if we look at it from a much more broadened perspective is this happens to a lot of kids, a lot of kids who are going through trying to build their self-esteem in a world where image esteem is excessive and it seems to be everything this day and age especially with all of the instagrams and the snapchat and all all of these different things of social media where you have to project this perfect image and that comes at the risk of a lot of potentially maladaptive behaviors even like those filters it's because we're in this pursuit of this perfectionism and it's a very unhealthy place to be instead of just saying, this is who I am. I want to be healthy for healthy sake, not for what my image is trying to project. And that is something that we see all the time. I mean, when I was in, in college, we talked, I went through a whole course on eating disorders and, and uh, body dysmorphia and all of these sort of things that really ha helped me have a better understanding of what maladaptive versus adaptive behaviors really mean. So one of the things I'm really passionate about is addressing root cause. And way too often, you know, we just, you know, wait too long, you know, before we address a particular issue. And then sometimes those issues are so extreme that they might not be even reversible or irreversible things actually do happen. And so <clears throat> traditional medicine has always done that, you know, looking at the, the reactionary approach. And it's not a criticism. It's just simply a fact. It's how it is when it's a lot smarter to address root cause. And so you addressed a little bit about that. But um, so clearly it's the environment that's causing um, young people and, and, you know, older people too, to question their own self-worth, right? I think that's our, one of our biggest fears. Our fears are, uh, you know, loss of love is to be rejected or not be good enough, right? And that's something that's innate, I think, within us, unless, you know, we learn, you know, again, you know learn the right beliefs and the right values to be able to navigate the world around us. So I see two problems, and I'm curious to see how you think we can better address that you know first of all the environment is is toxic right let's let's not you know quibble on that one it is toxic because we know it's toxic because look what happens right you know you, you want to redefine it any other way that's fine but what's happening is all these kids especially since we're talking about kids now are suffering big time and don't have a way to navigate out of it 
Yeah. And so you can remove that toxic environment, which actually would be the best thing, by the way. But the other part, you know, and you and I have kind of uh, talked about this before, is the, the kids are not getting the tools to be able to effectively navigate these kinds of problems. Because okay. problems are going to show up regardless. And if it's not this, it's going to be something else. Yeah. And so what say you, either of you, by the way, yeah. in regards to that? That's a good, that's a good question. I mean, I always go back to, if we're thinking about the root cause, I think about self-esteem and building someone's self-esteem builds their, their character to a place where they feel confident in themselves, regardless of what the outer shell is, is showing. And that means that that internal intrinsic motivator to drive forward and make the best of their own personal life, regardless of what outside um, perspectives are. Because there's always going to be bad actors. There's always going to be, and as you said, you know, there's always going to be triggers out there. There's always going to be things that happen that you have to navigate on your own. And the older you get, the more those things happen. Um, so I think that when it comes to, and I, I would love to hear Shani's perspective on this, you know, when it comes to social media and you're on social media and you're posting a picture and say you get a lot of people being like, oh God, you look pretty awful in this picture and stuff like that. What's happening internally and what do you do? What behavior do you take as a result? What, what do you do in that circumstance? Um, so for me, I found that when it came to social media and the, the root cause, it was seeing other people online and comparing being like oh I want to look like that oh I wish I, I could be like them and that was where it all you know begins from mostly what I've right. seen um when it comes to other people saying bad things about me personally it was more like oh you're so skinny or like a lot of times they would call me a twig when I was like in eighth grade and to me I was like oh I just want to stay like that I just want to be like that or I could do better and it was it was kind of this this cycle in my brain and it was it just kept going of being like mm. I could look better I could do this I can do this and it got very unhealthy for me and a lot of those people that would say this to me I when I finally understood that what they were saying was really bad for me to hear I I you know sat them down and I went hey because these are my friends I said hey I really don't like that you're talking about my body like it's not it's not something for you to discuss. And I'm personally not even comfortable talking about it myself. And you talking about it makes me feel extraordinarily uncomfortable. So it was, it was knowing my own boundary and then I would set it. And if someone were to cross that boundary, I would, I would cut them out. Cause I said, I can't, I'm currently recovering and I can't have people around me talking about my body. That's not the environment I'd like to place myself in. So it was, it was a very hard thing to go through when I was that young because I had to see who was bad for me and am I, are they worth, you know, sitting down and talking to them or is it better to just cut them out? Mm -hmm. So it came mostly from, you know, my peers. And then when it came to social media, I have a question for you. How yeah. did you come up with that decision? I mean, where did that decision come from that you are now setting your boundaries? You are now taking care of you in the way that you know that you want to be taken care of yourself, you know, where did that decision come from? Because I think that is mm -hmm. what more people need to get access to. Yeah. Um, 
plain to put it plain and simple uh therapy I had a therapist who was like hey this person's not doing good for you are they and I was like I guess you're right actually I didn't see that before and it was working on hey this is a boundary that I need to set Mm -hmm. am I willing to set it am I willing to say this person's bad for me and my therapist would say this person by fact is bad for you they're causing bad in your life so, so you had a good therapist I did and what was then the decision to get therapy I started therapy when I was I started therapy actually before that for other reasons I, I when I was 11 I started therapy and when I was 13 the body issues got very intense and that's when I started actually talking about it not by choice but by I was too young so my mom talked to my therapist and said so here's here's what I want people to know Um, so I've been in the coaching environment you know for the last 20 years and I'm a strong believer in coaching um, because the way that it used to work is that the family units were very well integrated they're very close but that whole family structure is lost. And so the ability to get advice and wisdom from our elders, which were typically our uncles and our grandparents, is totally eliminated. And so in today's world, having a coach and and your therapist is essentially a coach as well, is to help us understand, you know, um, better ways of doing things. And so it's interesting, it's, it's, there's a statement that says the illiterate of this millennium are not those that um, are, 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 are not those that cannot uh, learn, or that cannot read, I'm sorry, but are those that cannot learn, unlearn, and then learn again. Because there's so much that we need to unlearn, right, before we can then learn to be the best version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. is so important. And to think that, um, and interesting enough, full transparency, when, uh, um, you know, I trained for 17 years, I speak four languages, I read the Greek classics, and I graduated, I mean, I, I trained as a plastic and reconstructive surgeon, and thinking, you know, I should have all the answers, right? And I fell into the world of personal development, and I realized how much I didn't know. And that was one of the most exciting times of my life you know, besides the birth of my kids, and um, to understand the full potential of what that was within me. And I recognized I wasn't playing my full potential. Mm. And so, and then I got a coach. um, And then I dropped my coach, thinking, Mm. okay, I'm set, I'm done. And that was one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made, because it really stalled my progress. So what I want people to hear and get out of this, we all need a coach, but somebody who has the ability to not impose their agendas upon you, but to help you navigate the world with your understanding and beliefs and values and knowledge to move forward. And that's someone like Yorona, for example. I mean, she's an amazing coach. And and finding people like Yorona in your life is so critically important. And yeah, it's an investment. And it it, it can range from a couple hundred bucks to a lot more. Yep. But it's absolutely worth it because I have a coach and he coaches me twice a month. And I, I guarantee you every single time there's something that I can be coached on. Yorona. Oh, and I will say this because this is the this is if you broaden this perspective out, it's about objective perspective. 
we as individuals cannot be objective about our own lives. It's very, it's pretty much nearly impossible. You cannot take a clinical look. You cannot take an objective look at your life and what you're doing in your life. So having somebody else help guide you in that respect gives you that objective perspective that you need. And that's what we're a great coach, a great therapist, or a family member who say a couple of steps removed. So they're not super overly invested and they just want the best for your welfare, but they're not overly invested in the outcome. So, yeah. I love it. I know our time is up. So Yorona, uh, who are you? Where can people find you? And one last short comment. Um, you can find me at footprintscoaching.org. That's my website. That's the best way to find me and send contact, you know, fill out the form for contacting me. Um, or you can email me directly at Yorona at footprintscoaching.org. And um, also, of course, on my podcast, The Evolution of Parenting. And you can find me on LinkedIn and Instagram at Yorona Boster One and Facebook. So all over, wherever you want to find me, you can find me. Um, and my podcast is on Spotify now. So um, that's probably the best one to to reach for. And um, what was the last question? <laughs> well, one last comment, one last short statement. I really hope that people gain a little bit of perspective on recognizing when they're doing maladaptive behaviors that could potentially damage them intrinsically moving forward in their lives. And, and the truth on that is some people may want to deny that that inner voice telling us that something's wrong. Listen to that inner voice because that really will tell you. Shani, um, one last comment. And if you want to share how people want to get a hold of you. Um, one last comment would be if someone's offering a helping hand, don't don't shut it down. Because if I had shut that down, I would have been very upset with my relationship with my mother. So... Yes, accept, accept the support and the love that surrounds you. And hopefully, and, and definitely ask for help too. There's nothing definitely wrong with nothing inferior about you. In fact, it takes a lot of courage to admit that you don't know and, and asking for help. Absolutely. Awesome. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher. This is the Doctor's Guide, Raw and Unfiltered, uh, bringing to you the insights that you're going to want to have so that you can navigate your world in a better way. And recognizing that we actually all do share the same problems and, and at one magnitude or another, uh, or you've already, you know, resolved them and now you're going on to different challenges. And so truth is, is that this is a human experience. The other truth is, is that, you know, give yourself permission to be human, to have your faults and your weaknesses. It doesn't lessen you in any shape or form. But the truth is, is that we all wish to be witnessed as our greatness. And I think sometimes the way that I like to, to perceive it is simply this, is that if you're unhappy with yourself in one way or another, it's not so much that you're criticizing, you know, how you look or what you do, but rather, you know, internally that you can be so much more than you are right now. And that distinction, I think, is a, an empowering one, because then it's just a matter of, all right, who can I ask for help? So I can be that best version of myself rather than judging the bad decisions you've made before, but, um, but exploring the best choices you can make for your future. I want to thank you both. Uh, Yorana Shani, thank you so much. I'm Dr. Bart Radimink again, the doctor's guide, raw and unfiltered, and um, bringing to you the magic of health optimizing. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to The Doctor's Guide, an innovative approach to help you navigate the complexities of your health journey with Dr. Bart Rademacher and his expert guests. Tune in to more insights and action steps in our next episode every weekday at 6 p.m. Eastern.